Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler, you're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents the Gospel Light Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. With you up, my co-host, Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Steve Corder from the state of Illinois, Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida, Courtney Carruthers from the state of Illinois, and Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. You'll just you'll find this show on page one of that website. I just checked it before we came on the air. And uh, let's see. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts on the broadcast, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. Or you can call Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and stand along with us here on the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my co-hosts on the show this evening, Dr. Frank Washington and Courtney Carruthers as they break into our listeners, the bread of life. And also my co-host, Clay Phillips, who will be answering our question that on the hearts of so many, we just pray that you'll continue to bless their families that support their efforts, that they may continue to sow the seed 
of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning in via blog talk radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're just so grateful for his precious sacrifice on Calvary's cross. For we recognize that without such a sacrifice, we will not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short. Of thy will. For we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us in love us all the days of our lives. And that we have been faithful until death. For we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. In the first segment of the broadcast, my co-host, Dr. Frank Washington, he serves with the West Broward Church of Christ in Plantation, Florida. He'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And in the second segment, my co-host, Clay Phillips, he serves as evangelist for the Rose City Church of Christ in Thomasville, Georgia. He'll be answering our shouted out question in that segment that's taken from my social media platform on Facebook. And then to close out the show, my co-host, Courtney Carruthers, he's the evangelist for the Colonial Village Church of Christ there in Chicago, Illinois. He'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds, and let's have a great show. After the break, the next voice you hear is that of my co-host, Dr. Frank Washington. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Let it shine forevermore. 
to do good work. Let it shine, let it shine You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host, Dr. Frank Washington. Thank you, Brother Stevie, uh, and all of those who are listening in on this uh, great uh, program. Uh, I want to thank you all for taking the time from your schedules to uh, listen to why many of us love the Lord and love Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made uh, for us. I'm going to continue with the lesson that I did the last time I was on, uh, and it involved the Great Commission. Uh, The Great Commission, my friend, is all about God and about the world, and it's about you and me. Uh, Today I want to talk to you about the Great Commission of Christians the most important aspect of our Christianity than anything else. If we want to be a great church, pastors, evangelists, pulpit preachers, whoever you are, then we must have a great commitment to the Great Commission. Now, that commitment starts with you and me. I said this last time, uh, and I'm just doing it now for emphasis. So whatever we do, we must not treat the Great Commission like the Great Suggestion. The Great Commission is a command, my friend, to obey. So when Christians talk about the Great Commission, we're talking about the mission that Jesus placed on the heart of every believer, first of all with his disciples and now into the heart of every believer in every generation. Now, before I dive and drive into this, I want you to understand that missions help us and help you battle our own selfishness. It causes us to outside ourselves. It's one thing to care about the people immediately around you, but it's another level altogether of maturity to care about those you have not met. And so with that said, I want to take a look again at the Great Commission that's found in Matthew 28, 18, and 20. And here it goes. Many of you know it by heart. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. That all in these verses is very important. So take note of that. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. 
So let's take a look at the Great Commission. We, there are five points here. I did, I think, only two the last time, and I'm going to go over the first two just for emphasis, those who were not uh, with us on the last time. Number one, the Great Commission is about the sovereignty of God. Now, missions around the world can't happen without the power and authority of God working through his people. That's you and me. First of all, the first all is seen in verse 18 when Jesus says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And this all kind of authority, it signifies the Lord's authority in every realm. There is the spiritual realm and there's the temporal realm. And in the spiritual realm, Jesus has authority over all the angels, the demons, everything about heaven and hell. He has the power over things dealing with salvation, eternity, uh, spiritual blessings, spiritual growth. Uh, This is where you find forgiveness, grace, and mercy. He has all authority to judge and reward. He has all authority over every religion, every religion. That regards that whether, whether whether that regards Hindus, whether that regards Muslims, uh, atheists, Native American spirit, paganism, Christianity, he is Lord over all. He has all. Jesus has all authority. All authority over the spiritual realm, whether that authority is recognized or not. The other realm of authority mentioned and all authority on earth, temporal realm. Now, in the temporal realm, what we see, what we touch, what we feel, Jesus has power over all those things. He has power over relationships, finances, your family, emotions, um, your your education, your business, um, medicine, a lot of other areas of your life. Jesus has all authority on earth. This means he is Lord over the good, the bad, the ugly, the rich, and the poor, those who follow him and those who don't. He has authority over everything on earth, whether everything on earth acknowledges it or not. So when you declare Jesus as Lord, you are not simply declaring the Lordship over you, but you are declaring his sovereign Lordship over everything in heaven and earth. All right? Number two, commission is about the people of the world. Now, the second all is found in verse 19. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus says we are to go, or as we go, and make disciples of all the nations. So let me break this down for you in bite-sized pieces. What is a nation? Well, by definition, a nation is a large body of people united by common descent, history, culture, language, uh, inhabiting a particular country or territory. Now, the nations are often referred to as people groups today, people groups. One of the things that makes the Great Commission great in result is to see people groups saved and continue being saved and nations living under the authority of Jesus Christ willingly. Jesus says exactly what he means. Jesus says, go 
and make disciples of all nations. Now, this is more than just a few representatives from each nation being saved. The goal here of the Great Commission is to see the whole world redeemed. Now, last time I was on, I said to you all, let me hit the pause button here, and I asked, you know, all the preachers who are listening, all the members who are listening, and the question was this, are you an all-nations congregation? Are you an all-nations, where you worship, are you an all-nations congregation? Does your congregation look like the U.N.? meaning you have people from all different walks of life, different cultures, different languages. Do you have an all-nations congregation? Because if you don't know or if you do not have the all-nations type of congregation of diversity, then, brothers and sisters, I must tell you, you are missing a beautiful thing. You're missing a very beautiful thing. So I'm going to let that marinate with you, and I'm going to move on. So when it comes to the Great Commission, we're talking about reaching nations. We're talking about reaching nations for Christ. We're talking about people groups for Jesus Christ, countries for Jesus Christ. Wow, that is amazing. Obviously, this starts with one person at a time, but the goal is to see the people living under the authority of Jesus, but also that nation's government submitting to the authority of Christ, that nation's educational system submitting to the authority of Christ, and the nation's politics, everything submitting to of Jesus Christ. Now, number three, the Great Commission is about the word of God, not just preaching salvation. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that before you all, you know, shut me off and, you know, send um, you know, emails and stuff. The third all is found in verse number 20, where Jesus said, teach these disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Sometimes preachers preach as though there's only one command, and that is, you know, how to be saved. That is a good command, and that is should be preached in all our pulpits, but there is more to the Great Commission than just how to be saved. The Great Commission involves sharing the gospel and seeing people place their faith in Jesus and become born again. However, it doesn't stop there. The Great Commission emphasizes the training. You have to train like your new convert classes. You have to train new believers to follow and obey God's word. And part of that involves the following. You know, teaching believers how to manage their money and their time. A lot of folks don't know how to manage their money or their time. It teaches believers how to love other people, how to forgive those who have sinned against them, and how to even bless those who curse you. Now, in that, in that training, you are to teach believers what God's Word said about loving your spouse, loving your wife, your husband, uh, what marriage is, because marriage has gone a different direction nowadays. But the Word teaches what marriage is and what it isn't, and it also teaches how to raise children. These are some of the commands that we should be teaching uh, our new believers, as well as the congregation as a whole. Teach believers what God's Word said about how to trust God, serve others, 
use your spiritual gifts, you know, making disciples, teaching believers what God's word has to say about worshiping God and praying. How about managing your emotions? Anybody here other than me have problems managing emotions? We need to teach believers what God's word has to say about uh, managing our emotions, like angry and don't send not. How to be a good employee, how to, how to run a great business for the Lord. Those are things that we need. Those are all the commands, and there are more, uh, that we need to teach uh, our new believers as well as our congregation. So the Great Commission is not just about teaching and sharing the gospel. This <coughs> is extremely important, but mission is about teaching new believers all the commands in God's word. And mission is about helping new believers give God's word a supreme priority uh, in their lives. Mission is sharing the gospel, making disciples by teaching them all what God's word teaches and how to apply it. Now, uh, let's say number four, the Great Commission is about the presence of God, presence of God. Number four. Mission, the Great Commission requires the presence of God for people to be convicted of their sins, believe in Jesus as their Lord for salvation, and to understand and apply God's word. Now, this is the fourth all at the end of verse 20 where Jesus says, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now. What does that mean? What does that signify? What does that tell us? Well, this is partnership language. Partnership language. Watch this. Jesus is saying, as you go and make disciples, I will be with you, helping you to explain the gospel, teach God's word, and I will help the unbeliever receive it. My spirit will go before you, my spirit will be with you, and my spirit will will continue to work on the people after you're gone. And he says, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. That's partnership language. Now, the next is pervasive language. Notice carefully what Jesus says. He says, I will be with you even to the end of the age. Now, this mission is long. Brothers and sisters, hear me well. The Great Commission is long. This is not a this is not a short distant run. This mission is long. This mission will take perseverance from the previous generations of believers, the current generation of believers, which includes you and I, and the generation of believers that come after us. It's a long mission. And we are going to have to dig in deep for the long haul when it comes to the Great Commission. That's perseverance language. Now, the third thing, and finally, this is provisional. Partnership language, there's perseverance language, and then there is provisional language in that one phrase, I will be with you always. When Jesus says, I will be with you always, as you make disciples, he's saying, I will provide you support. I will provide you protection. 
I will provide you wisdom, open doors, people, and opportunities to keep this mission alive. You and I will have what we need to accomplish what God would have us accomplish. You and your church, you all are a great part of that provisional language. And so by praying and by giving and going, uh, we help provide you know, missionaries and other Christian supports uh, as needed. And that is the partnership language, perseverance language, and provisional language. That is the great commission about the presence of God. God is always going to be there uh, with us, my friends. And finally, number five, the Great Commission is about you. The Great Commission is about us. The fifth all is an implied all. It's all of you. It's all of us. The Great Commission is to all believers all over the planet throughout all of history. There has never been and never will be a believer who can honestly say the Great Commission is not. I'm sorry, my friend. The Great Commission is for everyone. It's for every believer and every follower of Jesus Christ. The Great Commission is about you. The Great Commission is about us, all of us. So don't say and don't think, that the commission, the Great Commission is not for you. It is for you. It is for you. It's for every believer. If you are a believer, if you've been baptized, the commission is for you. Jesus is saying to you, now Jesus is saying to you, you need to follow it. He is saying to you, go and make disciples. And you can do it. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. You can make it work. You can the great commission. Now, beginning tonight, I want to challenge you to do three important things in the Great Commission. Beginning tonight, I want to challenge each and every one of you who are listening to do three important things in the furtherance of this Great Commission that Jesus, first of all, gave his disciples and now gives us. The first thing, pray. Use your prayer life to pray for the Great Commission and those who are missionaries throughout this land and country. Pray. Number two, give. Ask God to give you uh, what's on your heart that he would like for you to give toward mission work. Now, there are missionaries, and I know a lot of COCs don't do mission work, but if there is a mission work that is out there, take the time to talk to them, to find out what their mission is all about. And if they need funds, then how much? And if you can afford it, please do. So pray, number one. Two, give. And number three, go. Consider going on a mission trip. Have your church to sponsor a mission trip uh, within the next five years. Or, yeah, the next five years. That, that should be enough time to plan it. Try to go on a – and I don't, I don't mean a mission trip in your community. 
I mean, do a mission trip where most people don't ever hear or have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plan it, research it, and then go. I hope this lesson was important to you, and I hope it helped you. Uh, And until the next time, I want you to stay in God's grip. God bless you. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. It ain't easy. No. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord. Sometimes it gets rough. So rough, so rough. Sometimes. Has anybody been lonely all by yourself? Has anybody been sad, broken hearted and sad? Have you even been met? You had to cry all night long. Until he brings me through
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. This is a program reminder. Stevie B's Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. Telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. On Tuesday evening, I'm hosting a live show for the Working Lord Radio Show. And this show will air every second, third, and fourth Tuesday of the month. The second Tuesday of the month, the show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we'll have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ. We'll be making that proclamation of the gospel of Christ. Also, during that show, we'll have a three and a corner segment. That segment is designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our community. Also have two co-hosts on that show, Lou Gilbert, who serves as the evangelist for the Overbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Isa Mullins, he serves with the Church of Christ in Cary, North Carolina. And on the third Tuesday of the month, that show will air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And my co-host on that show is Dr. Entherica Lane. She's a board-certified obstetricianist and gynecologist. She serves with the Great Road Church of Christ there in Cincinnati, Ohio, and she'll be hosting her show, The Conversations with Dr. Lane. And then on the fourth Tuesday of the month, that show will air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And my co-host for that show is Kelly Fletcher. She serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana. And she'll be hosting the Kelly Fletcher Show. And then on Thursday evening, I'll be hosting a live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. And that show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I have seven co-hosts on that show. Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, about to bring Washington from the state of Florida. Steve Corder from the state of Illinois. Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida. Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas. Courtney Brothers from the state of Illinois. And Brian Christian Goldman from the state of New Jersey. And on that, sh- and on that show... My co-hosts will be presenting the lessons from the Word of God, and each week I have two co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my social media platform on Facebook called Shoutouts. I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show. Then on Friday night, I'll be hosting a live show with Stevie B. Acapella Gospel Music Blast. And this radio show is the 2022 recipient for the camera of the National Academy of Christian Acapella Music Arts Award for Outstanding Achievement in Record or Radio. And this show will air from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on this show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, The Sweet Sounds of Voices. We're also interviewing artists, producers, comedians, etc. We're also debuting new music and featuring old music on that broadcast as well. And every third Friday of the month, I'll be doing my Top 20 Countdown show. And we also have on-demand episodes where we get your favorite podcasts from. There's just a variety of musical platforms that you can listen to 
Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, YouTube, just to name a few. And also, I recorded version shows. These shows were album debuts mostly, so you can, it's the same playlist that's used on the live show on Block Talk Radio. And this shows in beta hi-fi. Sound quality is excellent. And these shows can only be heard on iHeartRadio on Deezer and also on Amazon Music. Just search for Stevie B recorded version shows. We want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. If you'd like to become a sponsor, just contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B Media Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in a study of God's word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to the Gospel Light radio show. Our shout it out question is coming up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Gospel Light radio show. Listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
Shout it out question. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the broadcast where I have a question from my social media platform on Facebook called Shout It Out. And we want to encourage our listeners to get involved in that group on Facebook and get involved in those biblical discussions. Now, my co-host on the show this evening that will be answering this question is Clay Phillips. He serves as evangelist for the Rose City Church of Christ there in Thomasville, Georgia. Clay Phillips, how you doing, my brother? Truly, truly, man, I'm marvelous, man. The show's yeah. going on great. Yeah, we got a doozy for a question for you on the show this evening. You ready for it? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> now here's the now here's the question. Now this question is from an anonymous querist, and the question is: Will a man with a good heart doesn't steal, cheat, and doesn't lie burn in hell if they don't accept Jesus? Do Ultra-religious Christians believe that. Now, what say you to this question? Thank you very much. But, Steve, it is, again, God have spared our lives to be able to come and participate in a block talk video show. And I'm just so glad to be able to answer this particular question. This question is what we call in theology a epistemology question. Now, the word epistemology simply means the theory of knowledge. And so the question is asking a theory about knowledge of Christ coming back or salvation. So now it is a epistemology. Now, the word epistemology, let me say that again, come also from the, uh, we get out theory of evolution, uh, whether or not we come from uh, the ape, the man came from the ape, this is called epistemology, the theory of knowledge, especially in three areas. Number one, in the area of methodology. Number two, validation. And number three, the scope. The word scope here I'm talking about is the target of why are you asking this particular question or the target of the question, where is you leading to, where is it going? And so here we have the question. So I'm going to answer the question in fourfold. And then on the uh, next section, we're going to look at and give uh, the clarity of the love of God and the hate of God. <laughs> oh, look at here. We're going to look at the love of God and hate of God in our uh, preaching section time on the 23rd, I believe it is. But anyway, we're going to tonight look at uh, the questions. We're going to answer this question in fourfold. The first part of the question says, will a man with a good heart does not steal, does not cheat, does not lie? burning hell if they don't accept Jesus. Do utter, the word utter here sort of means extremist, as someone that is, is uh, a Phariseeistic individual, or Sadducees, scribes, have a mentality of extremism in religion. And so it says, does Christian believe this? So the question is asking, so let's look now at 
the fourfold. Number one, we're going to look at, will a man with a good heart, <laughs> first of all, let me clarify something. None of us uh, have a good heart. Let the Bible speak, brother. So turn with me now to Jeremiah, the chapter is 17. I'm going to read verse 9 and verse number 10. So look, now understand this now. The question is a epistemology question, a theory of knowledge. So let's clear up your theory of knowledge. Will a man with a good heart, first of all, let's understand none of us have a good heart. <laughs> Let the Bible speak, Brother Phillips. In verse 9 of Jeremiah 17, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things. Everything else, the heart. The heart is deceitful above all things. And notice what it says. And desperately wicked. The word desperately means sick. <laughs> oh, let the Bible speak. Our heart are sick. Will a man with a good heart? Where did you get that from? Where that come from? Uh, where the theory of that knowledge come from? Because the Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitfully, uh, the heart is deceitfully above all things and desperately wicked. Then going to say, Jeremiah says, who can know it? So the question you ask him, who can know it? Who can know whether a man have a good heart? Okay, let me look for it. Verse number 10 says, it says, I love <laughs> such is the heart. So he so said, I, Jeremiah is speaking, God is speaking to Jeremiah. He says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the ruins. Now, the, the word here, ruins, means I try the mind. I test the mind, whether or not it's good or not. I am the answer test to the mind. Not man, not you. I can't. Because my mind is twisted. <laughs> and the only way I am even have a chance is to trust in Jesus. It says, ruin even to give every man according to his ways. The Bible said, Jeremiah said, God said, I give you according to your ways. And according to the fruit of his doing. God said, I got this. You let me handle this. Now turn to, turn to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, and we're going to commence reading at verse number 9. Romans chapter 3 and the verses number 9. Now, understand, we're, don't, we're going to answer this question. We're answering this question in 4-4. Number one, we're looking at, will a man with a good heart? We need to understand, first of all, who is the man with the good heart? Where is the man with a good heart? If there's a man with a good heart, I want to know who got a good heart. Speak, Brother Philip. Let the Bible speak. Notice now. Paul said in the book of Romans, chapter 3, and the verses number 9, he says, what then? Are we better than they? Now, the argument here, the uh, epistemology that they was arguing here was the theology of not as far as the Jews and the Gentiles. It says, what then? Are we better than they? 
No, in no wise. For we have before proved both. Notice now, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. So you remember back in the 70s when Muhammad Ali was interviewing on television and they asked him a question about white people. And he went to this verse, these verses, to try to prove that the white man was evil. But what he didn't understand was there's only two kinds of people in the world. There are Jews and then Gentiles. <laughs> and the white man and the black man and everybody else is not Jew, is Gentile. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, back at verse 16, chapter 1 verse 16, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first, then to the Gentile or the Greek, anybody that is not a Jew. So here when uh, Muhammad Ali made the uh, assumption, epistemology, the theory of his knowledge, that it was speaking of talking about the white man. Not only was it talking about the white man, it was talking about everybody that was not a Jew. Let's read it further. It says in verse number 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So I'm still dealing with the, the first part of the question, the good heart. There is none righteous. Paul says, no, not one. There is none that understand it. There is none that seek it after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. And there is none that doeth good, no, not one. Where's the good man ever the good heart? <laughs> Let the Bible speak, Brother Phillips. Notice what it says here. Then the Apostle Paul gets down to the nitty-gritty here. He says, their throats is an open sepulcher. <laughs> what I mean by Brother Philip, exegetically, their throat is an open sepulcher. Whatever go in the mouth dies. We, we eat what is dead. <laughs> Whatever go in, if it's alive, when it go in, it's going to die. Because that's, that's, it says, the throat is an open sepulcher, a grave. With their tongues, they have used deceit. People lying now like rugs. Everybody lying seem to be, uh, especially the politicians. And it's lying about everything. Can anybody tell me the truth? Preach, Brother Philip, the Bible speaks. It says, now notice what Pastor Paul says. He says, the poison of Adam is under their lips. He said, I want you to understand, it's under their lips. What is, you are... Deadly. Your danger as a serpent, a cobra, is under your lip. A, a cobra smell with his tongue. And so here the Apostle Paul says, Who mouth is filled of cursing and bitterness? Their feet are swift to shed blood. Isn't that? Can't you see that today? Can't you all witness that today? Destruction and misery are in their way. Everywhere man goes, he's going to destroy something. We can go to North Pole, we're going to destroy. South Pole, destroy. Wherever, everywhere man goes, where's that good on? Okay, we look further then. And the way of peace 
have they not known? There is no fear of God before their eyes. That's what's wrong. Here you ask me a question. Anybody asking a question with a man with a good heart, don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. We burn in hell. So here you ask the question, and this person don't fear God. Do we have to, do we burn in hell if we don't accept Jesus? Hello? There is no fear of God before their eyes. What I'm asking a question to you. Where do you think he's going? And he don't have a good heart. All right, and read it further. It says, now we know that what thing soever of the law said, it said unto who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, <laughs> and all the world may become guilty before God. So, so it's telling us uh, etymologically that the law is here to tell us what you're saying uh, other people are experiencing on, the Bible, the Word of God, the Word of God is telling us, notice what it's telling us, who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped. Shut up, be quiet, and listen. And all the world, look, notice now, that all the world may become guilty before God. There is nobody right with a good heart. Without Jesus Christ, we are all men most miserable. There's no hope for man. Notice verse number 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. By the law is the knowledge of sin. What do you mean by the knowledge of sin? That's that word, epistemology. But the, the law gives us the epistemology, the, the knowledge of sin, the method of sin. The uh, validation of sin and the scope of sin, if you will. Now, so then we ask the question, the question to ask is, will a man with a good heart, so we understand, now, you find a man with a good heart. <laughs> According to the Bible, there, none of us got a good heart. Why said, okay, drop down to verse 23 of the same Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, for all have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You are not good enough to be saved. Without Jesus Christ, we are not good enough to be saved. We don't have a good heart to be saved. So it says here, uh, the heart uh, that is deceitfully, uh, uh, deceitful above all things. Now notice the question says, the part two of the question is, they don't steal, don't cheat. Um, don't lie. You remember Jesus dealt with that, didn't he? Didn't Jesus Christ deal with that? In Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 through 26, I'm going to paraphrase it. Jesus, young rich ruler came to him, tempted him, said, Jesus, look at him. Uh, man, I, I got a good heart. I, 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 I've done some good stuff. I, I've been good. I've kept the law. I've had sin. I haven't committed adultery. I haven't lied. I haven't stole. Same thing we said right here. The, the question is, have stolen, have cheated, have lied, done everything that Jesus asked. Okay, now you want to be perfect. You should now. Do you want to be perfect? Okay. Uh, sell everything. Not everything. Everything you got. <laughs> what? 
everything they got and give it to the poor. If you want to be now, if you want to be perfect, you want to be like my son, you want to be like me? You want to be like, like me? Like, be said everything you got. Bible says that he turned and went away. Look at it. So here we understand. So will a man with a good heart, don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. Uh, all of us have got something in us. There is no man like that. <laughs> Jesus is the only man. He's the only one. Potentate. Burning hell. So this part three of the question is, would he burn in hell if they don't accept Jesus? Now that is, that is, um, show nothing epistemology, a theory of knowledge. That, that's worse than evolution. Uh, what are you saying? The Bible says in Acts chapter 4 and the verses number 12, neither is there salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. Without Jesus, there is no hope. Without Christ, there is no salvation. Uh, let, 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 let me show it to you. Tell me, uh, John chapter 14. Jesus is talking there. John chapter 14. And the verse, I'm going to start reading verse number one because that, that sounds so good to me. John 14 and verse number one. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. See, that's, that's, that's what he's saying. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, are you preaching up in here? Let, uh, let not thy heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house or many mansion. If it were not so, I would have told you, i go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So the question is, uh, will a man with a good heart, don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie, burn in hell if you don't accept Jesus? Now, Jesus is doing the talking here. Notice now, in, in verse number three, saying, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that, that where I am, there you may be also. But notice in verse number four. And where I go, you know, and the way you know, I, I, I'm going to give you the way. I'm going to tell you. But notice what it says here. In verse number five, it says, Come and say, Lord, oh, oh, we know not whether thou goest, nor how shall we know the way. If a man with a good heart <laughs> and don't steal, don't, don't cheat, don't lie, but in hell, if you don't accept Jesus. Jesus said in verse number six, he says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. What do you mean? No man comes to the Father but by me. Turn to John chapter 3. Uh, I know everybody looking at uh, today, March the 3rd, 16, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. Okay, let's look at John chapter 3. And the verse is, uh, let's look at now at verse number 12. It says, if I have told you earthly things and you believe not, 
<laughs> oh, look at here. In, in the following place. If I told you everything and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? You think you got a good heart. And no man have access or sin or reach up into the heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. You better hear this. As my grandmother said, hear me what I say. And more than the wilderness. Now drop by the verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Listen, it tells you right here. Even you accept Jesus, you have everlasting life. If you didn't reject him, you perish. That's not extremism. That's Christ. That's not extremism. That's Christ. Turn to, uh, if you will, uh, Luke chapter 23. Luke 23. And the verse is number 39. I'm not going to be able to read all that. Luke 23 and verse number 39. Take some time. Notice now, the Bible says in verse number 39. Come here, come here, come here. One of the male factors, now this is when Jesus being crucified. One of the male factors, I'm going to I'm I'm look at a thief. We're going to talk about some thieves right here. One of the male factors was some thieves, I mean crickets, which was hanged, railed on him, said, if thou be the Christ, if you be Christ, even the thieves knew, and back in those days, the etymological study of this, the epistemology of it, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the author answered, rebuked him, saying, does not not fear God, that's why you're saying this is extremism. If you don't believe that you ought to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and be saved, you, you are the one from one extreme to the other. You are extremism. It says, sin, thou art the same condition or condemnation. He says, and we indeed justly, for we receive Due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing amiss, nothing wrong. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou cometh into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today, <laughs> do you think the magic got there any other way? Today you shall be with me in prayer. Proven. It's not, it's not a theory. It's a doctrine. Proven. And then, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, extremism. Uh, do uh, utter uh, extremism. Religious Christians believe that. Yes, I believe it. With all of my heart. Turn to Matthew chapter uh, seven. Everybody turn the Bible down to Matthew chapter seven. I believe it all of my heart that without Jesus Christ, there's no way I can be saved. Matthew chapter seven, and the verse is number thirteen. The Bible says, "Notice now, Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way 
that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. The epistemology of this, the theory of knowledge, in regard to method, validation, and scope of the target, is not extremism. It is truth. It is Christianity. Here it is right here. Jesus said, if he had a straight gate, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Come on, hell. Men be going there at. Then it says in verse 14, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. <laughs> oh, Lord. And few there be that finds it. Few there be that finds it. Woo! So the question, will a, will a man with a good heart, first of all, there's nobody with a good heart. We got repentant hearts, and we struggle every day. We repent every day. Don't steal, don't cheat. Don't lie. We, uh, but he got some of us for all of sin. Would he burn in hell? Now, he going to hell, the burning part, that's between him and God. <laughs> that's between him and God. I, I, I'm not going to hell. I'm bound for heaven. Why? Because I accept Jesus as my Savior, and I'm not scared. Then, the course the end with do extremists or up to religious Christians believe that? Am I am I an extremist? Am I an extremist? Stephen was an extremist. Stephen told you, y'all crucified my love. Bible said they got angry with Stephen. And they ran up on him and started biting on him. And they stoned him. Stephen was an extremist. Paul was an extremist come down to Jesus. Paul came out of extremism. and let, Oh, my goodness. Paul came out of extremism. Let me show it to you. I got, according to my clock here, I got three minutes. Uh, Galatians, turn the Bible to Galatians chapter 1. Turn to Galatians chapter 1, and I'm going to commence reading that verse number 8. Um, verse 11, save some time, because uh, uh, I'm, I'm about to wrap it up. Uh, Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 11. Paul came out of extremism. Yes, he did. But he was, he was living under the, a theory of knowledge. They thought that just because there was Abraham's seed. But he, he says here, you remember, he said in, in Romans, listen, when you Jew or Gentile, y'all sin. Paul didn't understand that. But he, but he wrote in, in Galatians chapter 2, Galatians chapter 1, rather, in the verses number 11, Galatians chapter 1, in verse number 11, it says here, what, now watch this. He says, but I certify you, brethren, by the gospel, <laughs> which was preached of me, is not after man. Why? Because man can't save you. For I neither receive it of man, Neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Y'all come here. It says, 
For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jewish religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. I was an extremist. On the other side, and profited in the Jewish religion above many of my equal in my nation, being much more zealous, exceedingly zealous of the tradition of my father. I was an extremist. But verse 15, <laughs> watch verse 15. But, <laughs> this is why I used to use it, like the hoop that held it, but I can't hoop But when it pleased God, God put this, you must understand. When it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son, his son in me, that I might preach him amongst the heathens. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. That's what's wrong with y'all. Conferring flesh and blood too much instead of the word of God. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them that was the apostle before me. But I went down to Arabia then to turn again unto Damascus. Then in three years, I went to Jerusalem to see Peter and bore with him 15 days. Ain't so long with him, but I got time for that because I've been born again. I'm following Jesus now. But the other apostles saw I none. And here the apostle Paul is saying, boy, do y'all really understand this? And then and then in chapter 3, you remember that's where he jumped on, he jumped on real bad. This is because God had sent the apostle Paul to the Gentiles. But he was a Jew. But his ministry was to the Gentiles because they thought that the Gentiles, the Jews had the good heart and the Gentiles had the bad heart. Then the Bible says, Paul said, Oh, foolish Galatians, who have be with you that you should not obey the truth before whom I, Jesus Christ, have evidently set forth crucified amongst you? This only would I learn of you? You see the spirit by the work of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish to have begun the spirit or yet now made perfect by the flesh? By man? By your own heart? Have you suffered so many things in vain if it be in vain? Therefore, that ministry of your spirit and working miracles amongst you does it by the work of the law or by the hearing of faith? It's by faith we are saved, and you got to have Jesus. There's no salvation. I'm your speaker, Brother Clay Phillip. Remember this. Keep it real. Steve, you there? Steve. Steve Bala. Hello. Steve.
Hello, Steve. Shout it out question. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Thinking about what you've done for me in my life I just want to say what you really mean to me You're my everything, my joy and peace You're the reason why I sing Lord, I don't deserve anything you've given me So I just gotta say thank you oh, For tonight, for your love and grace So I just gotta tell you this mm-hmm. I will always listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to apologize for that uh, delay there after my brother did the shout-out question. I had some technical difficulty here. Now, my co-host, uh, Courtney Carruthers, will not be on the show this evening. So that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in the study of God's Word. I want to thank my co-host, 
Dr. Frank Washington for that uh, proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dr. Frank always does a great job on this broadcast. And also Clay Phillips, he always does a great job as well in answering our questions as well as presenting lessons here on the broadcast. I want to, uh, I really do appreciate the work and the effort that my co-hosts are putting forth on this broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't take any of this for granted, and I certainly appreciate them working with us here on the Stevie B's Media Production. It is my prayer that these lessons, the lesson that was given on this evening, have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you not only tune in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's Word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continual blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real, real good. You've been listening to the Gospel Light radio show. And on behalf of all of my co-hosts here, we really do appreciate your love and support. For these programs. I'm your host, Steve R. Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. I went to a funeral of a friend of mine. My old friends were standing around with tears in their eyes. I thought, what could I say to take away some of their pain? I stepped out of that funeral home. I wrote this refrain. It goes, a whole lot of life gone by. So you need to give Jesus a try. You'll find yourself walking in the light. Everything's gonna be alright Don't you know that the devil gonna tell you that lie That you can live any way that you like And since we know we're gonna die You need to give Jesus a try Tell me
I'm looking up to the heavens, that's where my blessings come from. And I'm saying to myself, I know a change gon' come. He deliver a smile when I'm going through the pain. He deliver the sun on my journey through the rain. Close your mouth and open your ears. Keep in your faith in God. Ain't no need for the fear. I know the devil gonna test and give Jesus a try. The closest we stand to Jesus, that's how we gon' fly. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.